the Mel Gedroich podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our little podcast, we shall be talking about, ooh, bike riding, giant cats, and the tissue versus the hanky. If you do like that, then have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. I'm there every week. There'll be more chat, great songs thrown in for good measure. Melgy on Magic with the mighty Bush. Hello. Now, Bush, you know what we're doing. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. Very excitable. Hello. Hello. Let's have a feast. <laughs> uh, now, V and me, my friend, my good old broadcasting buddy, we're meeting up tomorrow very much at quarter to seven in the morning. It seemed like a good idea at the time, didn't it, Mel? Didn't it? And it's come up quick, isn't it? Oh. Listen, yeah, if you don't know, we're going on this Palace to Palace bike ride in aid of the Prince's Trust tomorrow. Uh, I thought, Bush, it would be a good idea to have a little go on the bike because we're borrowing them very kindly. Mm -hmm. So I thought, uh, because we're borrowing... That sounds really weird, we're borrowing them very kindly. We're not being the kind ones. (laughs) The people that are lending them are being the kind ones. They're being very kind. That made no sense at all, but you know what I mean. You know. Listen, I had a little go on the bike... Yeah, here's what happened. Now, listen, I'm on this extremely... I'm going to use the word elite. It's well elite. Very light. I believe it's made of carbon. I've never ridden a... I've never ridden a carbon bike. It looks good. You look the part. Oh, come on. Come on. Dig in. Right, we're going round uh, Golden Square in London. Just going to try and change gear. Hang on. How many gears you got on there? Now listen, I've got some gears on the left. Oh, hello, sailor. That wasn't me, by the way, that hooting. That was some pesky courier. Right, we're going to go round the square. Yep, we're going to go round the square. Oh, no! It's Road rage. God. Full road rage. Full road rage. Keeping, keeping well away from that. Um, you very nearly knocked that guy over, Bush. took him out. I'll have to go round again and apologise. Now, concentrate, yeah. concentrate. So at the moment, I think I'm in probably three, yeah. three, three. That's pretty good, three, three. Yeah, what, um, what gear are you in, my love? I'm just in... I'm pigeon, pigeon, sorry. Middle two, middle two OK. Um, right, I'm going to give it a little bit of speed. Boom. Right, so saddle is very good at the moment, but we have only been on the bikes for about five minutes. Two hours in, my friend. Oh, yeah then we're really going to need some help from the old padded shorts. I'm vaselining very heavily at 6am tomorrow morning, I'm not going to lie. I think you were very happy with your your ride. I felt like Lucinda Pryor-Palmer, but not on a horse, on a bike. (laughs) I felt at one with the machinery, Bush, I'm not going to lie to you. You look good on it as well. You're going very fast. Did you like my action? Yeah, very good action. Excellent. though would you would you like betty davis eyes i would i'd love eyes like betty davis i think they're a bit sinister are they i thought they were kind of like quite wide and you know whoa hey i'm here scary scary think of her in what happened to baby jane oh is is that her in that yeah and who and uh murder on the orient express was she in that as well she certainly was matey right in that case can i change my earlier plea i don't want betty davis's eyes i was really scared of betty davis's eyes when i watched murder on the orient express as as an early teen that's kind of old-fashioned black and white eyes as well where they have like a patch of light going across them a a particularly sinister moment exactly which I do believe is called mise en scène. No, uh, chiascuro. 
I learned that in media studies. The only thing I remember from media studies. Chiaroscuro. I'm going to need to get that clarified, but I think it's called chiaroscuro. Which is that you only get a patch of light across the eyes. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, or chiaroscuro. Just a thought. <sighs> um... Absolutely burned. First bit of the show, burned by the Gedroich. <laughs> I can't say it properly. I can't believe it. It's only because I pretended to study Italian, mate. Oh, so it's an Italian word, isn't it? Chiaroscuro. Wow. And it literally means light dark. Really? Chiaro meaning clear. I am so sorry. No, no, I am it's fine. a total A idiot. <laughs> B nerd and C just horrid. I never I feel like we got an immediate answer to that. Normally we have to get producer Louise, the youth to Google to Google things, but I, I feel know. like we've answered it for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And talking of Google, that's what that's what Betty Davis's eyes used to do, mate. Oh. I can't get them out of my head now. I feel like I might go to sleep with them in my mind. Don't no, don't. Ooh. Oh, don't do that, mate. That's not good, is it? I can see her coming down a corridor uh, with a sort of lantern. <laughs> Melody your magic. Saturday afternoon. Hope you're having a lovely weekend so far. Uh, now listen, on to Ledger of Ledge. This is important stuff. Do you know what I'm going to put in today in the Ledger of Ledge? Go on. I'm going to put in bold as ruddy brass. Take that. <laughs> there they go. Writing in. Take that with their full uh, Latin name, which is, of course, uh, Take Armus Thatiaribus. That is absolutely true. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you why. There is a show on that's just started. I had the great pleasure of going middle of uh, middle of this week called The Band, which uh-huh. is the music of Take That with a story written by Tim Firth, he of Calendar Girls fame and many other brilliant scripts. It is one of the best things. I know I always say this. I know I always say this when I've been to the theatre. It's one of the best nights I've ever had. Full stop. You are literally raving about it. Were you worried that it was, wasn't going to live up to expectations? There's always that danger, isn't there? Yeah, it, it's just, it's so brilliant. It's called The Band, and um, it's on in Manchester at the moment, but it's going to tour all around the country, so never fear. It will be coming to a town near you shortly. And it stars the five lads that won... Let It Shine. Bingo. And, and they did, were they, do they do you proud? They are amazing, and it is, they're just extraordinary. I imagine you going to watch that is like when Scylla Black goes to one of the weddings of the people from Blind Date. <laughs> it was. I was clucking around them. I was fussing around them like a parent. Sort of, they all had, you know, you know how boy bands have sort of fobs, chain watches oh, and fobs, yeah. sorting out their little ties and... Spitting on a tissue and doing their corner of their yes. lips. One of them's had a perm. Very trendy. So look, here I have a canister. Inside the canister are loads of questions that are written in really infuriatingly small handwriting but Cyrillic. rolled up. Cyrillic, yeah. Come on, man. I like the way you handle that canister, Bush. It's Thanks very, very much. firm, but fluid. Let's have a look. Oh, it's Go quite on. a long one, this smell. Come on. This is from our office. Is it acceptable to stay in PJs all day on a Sunday only to change into new ones just before bed? Oh, you see, I've got a problem with staying in PJs. I don't... Yeah, yeah. Oh. Would you ever go to the shop in your pyjamas, Mel? I'd go in my bottoms. Okay. I don't think I'd do the full matchy-matchy, although having said that, I have put on a coat over the top. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. in fact, yes, I have. Not recently. Okay, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, in PJs, I can find it a bit depressing. Yeah. 
I love the idea of it. It always happens on those sitcoms when loads of girls get together and they go, yay, let's get the ice cream tubs out and let's just have a pajama day and sit under our duvets and like <laughs> make witty comments and look really cool. But I just, life's never like that. It's always yeah. sloping around in some sort of hideous, really old, grey, naggy old PJs. And you feel a bit chilly yeah. and then you can't wear your brassiere. You haven't got your brassiere on unless you've gone to bed in your brassiere. So it's all oh, yeah. a bit up top. It's all a bit sort of... You might get a bit of food down the front of it as well and you feel yeah. like your life's going to pot. Yeah, and then, I don't oh. know, they just feel a bit sort of, They feel a bit dirty. You're still talking about the brassiere thing now or the other bit? The PJs. PJs feel a bit dirty. And then, then you get into another pair, this fictitious other pair. I, yeah. haven't got, I haven't got another pair. I have one pair. So I would be staying in the same pair for night number two. It's like being in hospital, mate. <laughs> I know it's controversial, but I'm saying no to that. I'm going to go with you on that 100%. It's is, like being in hospital. Is it the same thing for a bloke? I think it is a little bit. Yeah. It's like being in hospital. Mm. Now listen, Bush, how's your week been? Thank you for asking, Mel. I'm going to sum my week up in three words. I love the way you do that. I love it. And it's always about 750 words. It's but too carry many on. words. Carry on. Three words, Big Cat Diary. Ooh. We we have just moved to a new place. Okay? Yeah. We've got a back garden. And yeah. I've spent a lot of time drinking tea, looking out into the garden Aww. in a slightly weird, deranged way, as I tend to do, to pass the time. <laughs> and I've noticed, and I would say this applies to everywhere, everywhere where you've got a garden, every neighbourhood's got a big cat. Yeah. One big cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like a cat that's so yeah. big, it should be wearing children's jeans yeah. and maybe a wristwatch. Yeah. And we've got this massive cat that just keeps getting into our garden. It was lying there the other day on its back like a bloke, oh. sunbathing. Oh. And it's yeah. just like a bit intimidating. Yeah. It's like staking its territory. I feel like it's trying to like stare me out. Is there a zoo nearby? <laughs> no, I don't think Leon C's got a zoo. Well, listen, find a nearby zoo oh. and go and get some tiger doings. I can't believe I said doings. I've, <laughs> never, I've never said that in real life, let alone on the radio. Your doings and your whatnots. <laughs> couple of doings and gubbins and your whatnots. <laughs> Go and get some tigers whatnots. <laughs> Lay that down in the garden, my friend. You will not see that cat again. Or really? Do you, or do you want to see the cat? Do you actually like seeing the cat? I want him out of there. Mm. I don't like the guy. He's do you, like you feel a, threatened? You feel threatened? He's the size of, uh, of a bouncer from a nightclub. Mm. So you, you reckon the... Yeah, that's what doings, people say. That's what people the doings say. of a scarier animal will get rid of it. It's a scarier animal of the same species, i.e. a tiger... Yeah, apparently. Never heard of that mine, Yeah, a friend of mine gets um, doings from London Zoo. <laughs> puts it down in the gut because they had a terrible issue with that. Oh, it is nasty though, isn't it? The well, smell. Do you know what happened the other day, right? So he's come around a couple of times, been lying on the floor. Like, like a drunk might be asleep in a park, right? And then the other day, um, his mate who he's having a fight with came over. The other cat is black and white. So the, this oh. is a tomcat, the one who yeah. lies in the garden. Yeah. The other one's black and white. He started to walk down the fence and they both started like going at oh. each other. You know the way cats yeah. go, Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't want our back garden to be this like point of conflict. Well, it sounds like he's taken up residence in your garden. Yeah, he's kind of squatting in my garden, in literal sense and <laughs> metaphorically as well. Um, and look, cause we, I think we talked before on the show about how you get rid of, like, stop animals going weeing and stuff in your garden. You mm. put the little crystals down. Yeah. But how do you stop an animal from just, like, hanging out in your garden like it's a common room at sick form? Because oh. that's what's going on at you the moment. You show me a picture of him. He looks smug. He's a big lad, isn't he? He looks like he is... Uh, I Yeah, Bush, you need to, you need to do something pretty quick. 
Can I tell you what he looks like? Remember the TV serialisation of Beauty and the Beast from yes. the 1980s that was on ITV? Oh, no. It's quite a, and it was a bloke, clearly a, clearly a bloke dressed as a bit of a lion. Oh. He looks a little bit like that. Oh, I don't remember that. Six foot one, I reckon he is, in shoes. I'll have to, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to look that up. Check that out. I'll have to look that up. Um, now, listen, Bush, don't be afraid of him. Right. Do you know what you can buy, though? And I think this might be the answer to your problems. Okay. Um, there is a little black box that you connect up to electricity. <laughs> Where's this going, though? <laughs> and you put it, it's not cruel, apparently, but put it in your garden, switch it on, and it produces some very, very, very high-octane, high-BPM rave music yeah. that only a cat can hear and that a cat won't like because cats like kind of mellow jazz. <laughs> cats like jazz. They don't, they don't like the old me, 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 me. They don't like that. Really? Yeah, so try one of those. Silent for humans, cats just can't bear it. So you're saying to me that cats are, li- cats literally cannot stand, what would we call it? Rave music. Rave music. Music of the rave era. Yeah, I would say a little bit of cat rave music will sort him out. All right, I'm going to get some uh, Gabbo on and see what happens. Yeah, good. Good, good, good. Uh, Now listen, we know... Yeah, we know that it's it's the end of September, it's the 30th of September, we know that. Yeah. But what day is it really, Bush? No, you're not going to believe this. Come Today on. is World Mud Pack Day. Wow. What a day for putting mud pack and things on your face. Wow. So I've got three amazing kind of beauty face pack facts for you. Oh, I love that, Bush. I love it when you sort of delve into feminine waters. <laughs> Me too. Love it. Uh, on. Fact number one. Yeah. Uh, they've been used for thousands of years, apparently. Cleopatra's use of masks is famous. Uh, she not only bathed in milk, but also applied egg white masks to her face. That, I mean, the Egyptians were very, very clever. People still do that today. She looked pretty good, didn't she, Cleopatra? She looked amazing, man. In the 1600s, pale skin that was untouched by the rays of the sun signified wealth and power. To further the skin-whining process, Queen Elizabeth and other members of the upper class used ceruse, a poisonous mm. mixture of white lead and vinegar. Yeah. That Which, sounds a bit stern, doesn't it? I know, and also it would uh, basically corrode the skin. Would it? Yeah. Counterproductive. Yeah, yeah. Fact yeah, number yeah. three, one Good. of the most famous beauty treatments of the 1800s was known as Madame Rowley's Toilet Mask. <laughs> I love the name. Uh, what was it? What was it? Recommended to ladies for beautifying, bleaching and preserving. It actually suffocated your face and encouraged perspiration when you slept. What, so what was the point of it? Well, apparently it was all the rage for a bit and then they realised it was actually really bad for you and they got rid of it. Oh. Listen, oatmeal, honey and uh, avocado is quite good. Right. Shunt me that canister. I keep wanting to say canister, which is something... Entirely different. Something entirely different. Now, oh, there we go. Well, it's funny when they advertise female products on telly, isn't it? No matter how old you are, it's still embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> it's not a great time for it at any point. No, no. Oh, hello. Uh, oh, hello. It's a great noise, like a spittoon from the Wild West. Sail Now... Uh, oh, this is good. Right. Okay. Uh, right. Oh, no, you have the sniffles. Dot, dot, dot. That's a very good way of starting a question. Dot, dot, dot. Tissue or hanky? Oh, you see, my dad, my dad Nigel, is a big fan, a big user of the of the hanky. Always mm. has been. Cloth, obviously. A cloth. Cloth, cloth. cloth hanky. Hanky indicates cloth. 
That yeah. kind of thing. Um, and what he also says is if he wakes up in the night and remembers something that he needs reminding of the next day, he'll tie a knot in his handkerchief. There you go. That's like before the little notes or reminders bit in your iPhone was a thing. My dad was tying note, uh, knots in hankies. I love the sound of Nigel. He's a great, great guy. Very really practical. Really great guy. Problem solver. So I would go, I like the idea of a hanky, but I don't like the idea of the fact you do, you blow your nose in it and then it just stays in your pocket. For yeah. It's a bit gross. Do you believe that thing whereby if you go back to a hanky that's already been, you know, snotted into, mm-hmm. that you get more germs? <laughs> really? Is that true? I no. It sounds a bit gross, doesn't it? Yeah. I do like the idea, though, of having an embroidered hanky-type thing that I carry around with me that maybe has got my initials, A-B, embroidered oh, into it. Oh, lovely. Wouldn't that be good? But I imagine it would come a cropper and, and um, throw me in the limelight if I committed a crime and I'd drop my hanky yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That would be, that'd be Do you know what? It depends what you're doing into the aforementioned hanky. Okay. If I am weeping... Yes. I like nothing better than to weep into cloth. <laughs> Yeah. It's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah, it's like, very comforting, I lo- isn't it? I love, yeah, I love it. If my husband passes me a cloth hanky to have a little cry into, this, I, there's nothing better, actually. And you said you were sobbing at the new Take That musical. He wasn't with me. I had some miserable bog oh, roll. Oh I know some people don't like that expression. I'm sorry. <laughs> Loo paper. Um, and it was, it was harsh. Doesn't do the trick. It was ungiving. Oh. It looked awful. It was sort of a mangy... Kind of string by the Stringy. time I finish with yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want yeah. a proper bit of cloth for that? Oh, for, for if you're watching the band, the new musical featuring the music of Take That, you will need several large cloth hankies there. It's Mel Geo Magic, and now it is time for Tell Mel. You can ask me anything. Hey Mel, it's Marco. Can I pull off three quarter trousers? Need to know one way or another as I'm heading out soon. I need to know, Marco, what sort of three-quarter trousers we're talking. Are they enormous bell-bottomy sailor trousers, Marco? Or are they very, very tight-fitting? The ones worn with no socks and then a sort of patent moccasin at the bottom. Tell me, Marco, I need more details. I can't help you until I have more details. Next, please. Hi, Mel, it's Ella. All I've got in the fridge for dinner is Marmite, asparagus and eggs. What can I make with that? An omelette, Ella, an omelette. Fry the egg, lightly, with some butter and with some milk. Then put in a little scraping of marmite. Then put in some asparagus. Is that not good enough for you? Come on, Ella, use your brain. Next, please. Hi, Mel, it's Georgia. I'm doing karaoke tonight, but what should I sing? Joan Jett. Joan Jett at all times, Georgia. Joan Jett, I love rock and roll. I love rock and roll. Put another dime in the jukebox, baby. That's always my chosen tune. What were you thinking of? Islands in the Stream? Something by Beyonce? No, my dear Georgia. It's always got to be Joan Jett. Oh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Hear more nonsense and gubbins like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroich Podcast.